Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchisees one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Dan Collins, the President and Chief Development Officer of iHeart Mac and Cheese. Often listed as one of the most sought-after and popular comfort foods in the world, macaroni and cheese appeals to everyone. The iHeart Mac and Cheese restaurants are family-friendly neighborhood restaurants that serve macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, salads, tomato soup, and other tasty beverages and food items. We're going to talk to Dan about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchisepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Dan Collins, the president and chief development officer of iHeart Mac and Cheese. And the iHeart Mac and Cheese restaurants are family-friendly neighborhood restaurants that serve macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, salad, tomato soup, and other tasty beverages and food items. Hi, Dan. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm excellent, Marty. Thanks a lot for the uh, the very generous introduction, and I appreciate you having me on, me, on your show. Uh, uh, this is my pleasure, Dan. You know, I've been following iHeart Mac and Cheese for some time, now, and I said, i got to have you on this show. You know, I, I have to ask you, I know you just recently attended the um, – uh, was it the Midwest franchise show, didn't you, Dan? How did that go? Yeah, that's correct. Just got back late last night uh, from Chicago. The show was fantastic. Um, had great. a great time out there, brought our franchisee out with us. So the uh, potential franchisees there could ask her real-life questions and right. uh, get real-life numbers that, of course, you know, were, were restricted from uh, giving anything that's not inside the FDD. So it was great. Uh, they could do some due diligence right there at the show. It was fantastic. Maybe you could tell our listeners, Dan, you know, because, again, I've been following you for a while now, but you could talk to me a little bit about the history of iHeart Mac and Cheese. You know, we found that, you know, we started this show over a decade ago because we found, like, every franchise, like yourself, has an interesting story. And I thought iHeart Mac and Cheese also had another interesting story. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, I cannot take credit for the idea. That was our chef, Michael Blum. Mm Uh, he came up with the idea. He's a, he's been a fine dining chef down here in South Florida for quite some time. Had very right. successful restaurants down in Miami and down in Hollywood. And uh, then he had an idea that he would have uh, just a mac and cheese themed full service restaurant. Uh, and that right. was because in his fine dining restaurants, you know, anytime someone took a doggy bag, they never took a doggy bag for the mac and cheese. So he realized <laughs> this stuff is so popular, they eat it all in the, right. in the shop. Uh, also did tons Brilliant. of catering, and mac and cheese was the most popular catering item. Yeah. So uh, he initially was putting together a full-service mac and cheese restaurant, and it's the menu is almost identical to what we currently have. Uh, but then he brought on a uh, partner, Steve Jordanella, and Steve's a, a serious business guy. And he said, you know, this is fantastic. I mean, Michael's yeah. back there marinating the pork for 16 hours and roasting a short rib for 12 hours every day. And Steve said, this is great, but if we want to have another one of these, we need another chef. Uh, Why don't we just make it easy and have all the same high-quality, fine-dining ingredients and items that you use, except have it sent already to the store, and now, you know, anybody that can do a full-service or that can do a fast-casual restaurant can make this happen. So, um, you know, they put that together, and they came up with the fast-casual concept, uh, which I loved. Uh, Then they wanted to start franchising, so they brought me in. And I've been in franchising since I was a kid. I started washing dishes and bussing tables when I was 13 in franchised restaurants. Worked my way through school as a general manager in franchised restaurants and went to school for hospitality management. So this is literally my entire life. What what is it about franchising, Dan, that you like business? Yeah, because when I was looking at your background, I said, my God, I said, you were a kid when, when you first got involved in this, you know, and, and I said, there must be something about, you know, franchising that, that you really love. I could see you're truly passionate about franchising. But what is it that you like most about franchising? What I like about franchising is you can, you can build a legacy for your own family, uh, mm-hmm. and you don't have to think up that brilliant idea like Michael came up with. You know, right. you can say, hey, I love this. I want in on this. Show me how to do it. 
And then you have that support from corporate. You have right. all the basics laid out for you. You know, the franchises show you this is the layout of the restaurant. This is where mm-hmm. you find all the equipment. Basically, I mean, with this concept specifically, you know, the food comes in and everything's cooked through the oven as you go through. It's basically yes. kind of like Chipotle, except with mac mm-hmm. and cheese, sandwiches, salads, or tater tots. So really, everything's right there in front of the guests. They walk down the line, they pick out what they like, and the kids on the other side of the line just basically scoop, scoop, scoop into the bowl and then put it in the oven. Great. So almost the only cooking we do is really the pasta. Other than that, everything is cooked right in front of the guests right through the oven. So it's so simple. So because the food is so simple, uh, really the only thing they need to do is execute hospitality and enthusiasm. You know, obviously you need a clean store. That's a non-negotiable. Right. Uh, Other than that, really, I'm I'm in charge of operations for the company as well because I am the president. Mm -hmm. And all the managers I hire, I, I specifically look for hospitality and enthusiasm. That's it. I can teach you everything else you need. And that's what I love about franchising. You get in with a good franchise brand. All you need to do is execute the plan. That's why, um, you know, I work with a lot of professional athletes coming out of the NFL, uh, coming out of other sports as well. And, you know, those guys are great at executing. That's what they made their living on. They're the best in the world at executing at football. Now they just need another playbook and show how to go. And that could be for any successful, motivated person. You know, you go out there and you own the business. You do the marketing for the business, but we give you the marketing information and the marketing ideas, the marketing collateral and materials. All you have to do is go out there and do it. So if you're a motivated professional, I mean, you know, we have a lot of people that are coming out from being professionals at other businesses and corporations and want to work for themselves instead of somebody else. And, you know, it's an easy transition in franchising when you come in with a simple concept like this and then you can just grab it and run with it. I keep using these sports analogies because I work with a lot of sports guys. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a, I'm a sports <laughs> fan myself, Dan, so I, I, I totally appreciate the sports analogies. How do you, how do you typically gotcha. describe the iHeart Mac and Cheese franchise, Dan? I mean, again, you just got back from the show, you know, so, of course, you answer a lot of sure. questions. And, you know, I, I've been to a lot of shows myself, and it always seems like one of the typical questions is someone comes up to your booth and they say, you know, so what do you guys do? How do you typically respond to the question? Certainly. What I say, it's fast, casual, mac and cheese-themed restaurant. Mm -hmm. We also have sandwiches, salads, and tater tots. And then it kind of works like Chipotle. So you walk through Mm -hmm. the line. You can pick out whatever you like, or uh, you can choose one of our chef specials. But at Chipotle, really, no matter what you scoop into that bowl, it's going to taste like Mexican food at the end of the day. Ours, we have Philly cheesesteak, Cuban sandwich, meatball or chicken parm, uh, lobster and truffle oil. My current favorite is the pepperoni pizza bowl. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, I mean, we could really create anything. I mean, we have tons of toppings. We have them right here in front of you. Um, and, and you just go down the line and pick out whatever you like. Really, I mean, you can't make a bad decision. People come in right. and get, you know, double lobster grilled cheese sandwiches. Wow. Which, you know, where, where have you ever heard of that before? Exactly. So it's really, um, it's really kind of fun. Plus, you know, most millennials love to pick out exactly what they want in their food, of course. according to right. all these surveys and trends and everything. Right. Um, but really, who doesn't want to see great, high-quality food prepared right in front of you? You know it's, you know, prepared properly. You know it's done right. And again, when I really focus on that hospitality and enthusiasm, why wouldn't you – I mean, you come in the door smiling already. You know you're coming to get right. mac and cheese. Why wouldn't you keep that smile on your face? You go down the line, the kids are smiling at you. You get the food, the food is fantastic. Our kids come out and tell you, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks so much. It's fantastic. Wow. Can't wait to see you again. Perfect experience as a guest. 
How's technology play a role in the business uh, today, Dan? How, how do you guys use technology? Uh, well, I'll tell you, first off, inside of the restaurant, the, uh, the point-of-sale system, uh, we've uh-huh. recently upgraded our point-of-sale system because, uh, number one, speed of service has improved because we added a, right. uh, an expediter monitor at the end of the oven. So before, when I came in and initially looked at the place, I loved it for many things, the small footprint, so you have low restaurant uh, overhead. Um, you know, the delicious food, obviously, and just how fast you can get through the line. But when I came in, I saw an opportunity and I said, you know what? They don't know who gets what coming out of the oven. And they kind of have to say, hey, who had this meatball right. jalapenos or whatever? Um, well, now we have it tied into the POS system. So the kid at the expediter position knows, hey, now here comes Steve's order. It's three to go. And this is what it is. Oh, wow. so as soon as it comes out, I mean, now we have really a three and a half to four minute ticket time. And two minutes of that is actually travel time through the oven to cook the product. So it really sped things up. And um, plus, I love the interaction where you can call the guest by name. Hey, Steve, here's right. your order. Um, right. So it really it kind of builds that bond. And then next time they come in, you know, a couple of repeat visits. And now I expect the kids will know, hey, here's Steve. He usually gets the meatball and jalapenos. So it just builds that kind of comfort and personal level to it. And I, I really like that. Then yeah, – are- um, you know, the other reason we switched the POS system is the current POS system now has the ability to do loyalty program, which is critical. Wow. I mean, I want to have, I want to make sure that not only do we reward, reward the guests for repeat business, they come in and they get a certain amount of discount after a certain amount of, you know, or you get a free bowl after a certain amount of purchases, but then also I can, I have the ability to market to them and it's the, it's the least expensive way to market to them just yeah. to email them. I mean, it costs us, you know, we have a social media manager. They're already on the payroll. So now it tells us, all right, now, you know, you haven't been here for, you know, 20 days. We want to make sure you don't forget about us. So we shoot them a little email. Hey, thanks for opting into our loyalty program. Just wanted to remind you we're here and a delicious food shot. And, I mean, the food pictures do look incredible. Anyone go out Mm -hmm. to our website. Um, But but yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's an easy way to uh, keep the, uh, keep, not keep tabs on them, but keep interacting with our guests. Um, and then the other thing is uh, we, we have the ability to do online ordering. And that's right. huge nowadays. Um, it seems like people don't want to interact with other people. <laughs> and it could be, you know, the, again, the millennial trend and that kind of stuff. But it's right. like they're still right. used to doing everything on their phone or on their yes. computer. Um, and we want to make sure that we make it easy for them to, to do exactly that. So if they want to just order online, pay for it online, and then come pick it up and it's ready, you know, seven minutes later, you know, we're all in on that. So that's another thing that our current uh, POS system does. The other thing that I'm loving about technology is now we do anywhere from 30 to 40% some days of our uh, sales as delivery. So now wow. we have delivery partners. People go in, they order. The, uh, the technology allows it to uh, uh, allow the order to interact from their ordering platform to our POS system, rings it up, tells the kids when it needs to be ready, and then by the time the delivery driver comes in, got the bag waiting for you right there, it's freshly prepared, and goes out to the guests. So, I mean, they want the convenience. I'm more than happy to provide it. I just needed the technology to be able to do it. 
Exactly. It's amazing what, you know, what you can do with technology today. You know, it, it really is incredible. And, you know, I heart Mac and cheese. I mean, it was really something unique. I mean, again, we've, we've been doing the show over a decade, Dan, and I can't really say, you know, we, there's been a lot of franchises like yours. So you certainly have something unique. We don't even have anything up here uh, in Eastern Pennsylvania like your concept. So I'm looking forward to you guys coming up here. Um, I, I guess it's safe I to say. I appreciate it. We industry, actually. Oh, you are coming up here. We are the only. Well, well, I have uh, several inquiries right now from potential franchisees. Oh, good. Um, and the other thing is we are the only nationwide mac and cheese franchise company. Right. So, um, you know, there, there's mom and pop places out there. And right. that's no disrespect at all because a lot of our franchisees sure. are mom and pop. Um, right, I love right. it. It's, I mean, it's your first step into building that legacy for your family. Um, but there's no one that has the, um, you know, the franchise power behind them, the support system that we have. And, uh, you know, we're just very proud of what we do, and we work very hard to keep that reputation. What's been, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, you know, since, since being part of iHeart Mac and Cheese, Dan? I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you and I were together having a cup of coffee, you know, you could have hundreds of stories. But does anything stand out, you know, over that time? Sure. Um, I think uh, for me, the most, I guess the most personally rewarding part, and of course, I didn't start the company. That was Chef Mike right. and Steve. Um, but I came in back in January, and um, I think the most personally rewarding part of it for me is seeing the smiles on the managers' faces, that they're being successful, that they're growing, uh, and then specifically kids that grow up, you know, through the brand and start as either a regular employee uh, and then work their way up to shift leader and then, in one case, assistant manager. And to me, wow. I mean, I, I really love that. As, as You know, I, I try to give back as much as I can. You know, I told you I, I graduated in school of hospitality management. Right. I went to FIU Florida International down in Miami, number one school in the country. And right. I go back there every quarter. I teach classes. I do uh, mentoring. Um, wow. I speak at University of Miami. I speak at the, you know, all the industry events with the IFA right. and uh, any other conferences. But, I, you know, I, I particularly enjoy helping the kids and just kind of making them successful when, you know, they don't know exactly what to do. I figure if they're here and they want to make this their life, that's fantastic. I'm going to help them. If they're here and they're just doing this while they're going to college to be a nurse, I want them to be the most successful person that they can be personally, whatever they want to do. So if you need only two shifts a week because you have school, I'm more right. than happy to do that. Um, I want, I just feel like, you know, you give out the good and the good comes back to you. And I just, I love seeing the smiles on those kids' faces. No one ever worries when I walk in the door. I'm not the kind of president of the company when, you know, I walk in the door, people panic. No, right, they, they know they're out. doing it right all the time. Why would you freak right. out? They're always doing it right. And that's because of the simple systems we have and the simple procedures. And my goal is to have these kids have smiles on their faces to every guest that comes in the door. It goes against my goal if I would come in and be grumpy to these kids. Nope. I mean, everyone's wow. not awesome every single day. And there's, right, of right. course, times where I have to give feedback, which they don't love. But, of course, you do that in person behind closed doors. And then, you know, and hopefully they respond positively to that. Um, so really, I mean, I enjoy my job. It's fun every day. And again, all, the mo my most fun is talking to those kids and talking to the guests every day. Sounds to me like that, you know, like in listening to your story and reading about you, you know, I mean, you've really helped, you know, you, you've certainly been a big part of, you know, creating this culture at iHeart Mac and Cheese. I, I teach for um, – uh, Purdue University in their global division. And, you know, we're recently talking about uh, a supermarket this up in the Northeast, uh, Wegmans, and they have this interesting philosophy of uh, it's kind of like employee first, customer second, you know, and it seems to me like in listening to you, you know, job satisfaction is really important 
to, to the whole culture of I Heart Mac and Cheese, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, I, I kind of am in control of my own satisfaction for the job. Um, but really, for me, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. To me, the most important people here, I'd have to reverse that. I say the guest is obviously number one. Uh, right. But to me, the kids are the most important because they're the ones interacting with those guests. And right. that's right. also why I'll, if I want to see them smiling when I walk in the door. There's never a reason to be afraid that the president comes in. It's so simple. You know, they follow the system. The food is fantastic. The guests are all smiling. I mean, it really is a positive interaction every time I come into the stores. You know, I, I think that, you know, you can I, – I would never uh, think that it's a good idea to motivate by fear and intimidation sure. and, and, you know, do it or lose your job. It's just – it's not my style. And I like to let these kids know, you know, you guys benefit from me having lousy bosses when I was growing up. <laughs> I, I had those, you know – uh, do it or else kind of bosses. And I always thought, you know, you yelled at me for doing something. I did it because someone showed me to do it that way. And now after you've yelled at me, the last thing I want to do is work harder. I just want to go away. So I want to make sure that these kids are just positively reinforced all the time. It's, it's way more fun for me. It's way more positive for them. Um, and then obviously the, the end result is having the guests have a smile on their face for the entire interaction and I think being positive to the crew always ends up uh, reflecting to the guest. You mentioned some of the characteristics you look for in your franchisees, Dan. You know, do they need to have any type of experience, like in this industry, you know, to, to, to be part of the whole franchise? You know, it really is such a simple system. And yeah. I, 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 brought over, I brought over my uh, director of training from Arby's. I was with Arby's for five years. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she was there for 16 years in charge of uh, management wow. training and operations support. So I'm super lucky to have Carol Smith with us. And, uh, you know, she's put together such great systems to kind of walk through just the simple procedures that we have just to make sure that we have checklists, we have, you know, operations right. procedures. Um, so really any uh, motivated, uh, any motivated person can do this and be successful at it. So, um, you know, I really, I really enjoy that, and, and I really enjoy uh, having new franchisees come in. So you really don't need restaurant experience. Um, if you can follow systems and you've been successful in other uh, business, you can absolutely come in here and have the same chance at fantastic success that anybody else would. And that's how you know, Dan, because, you, again, you've been doing this such a long time now. You know, as you said, you know, any motivated person can do this. I, I think that's how you know that you have a concept that is certainly uh, franchisable, isn't it? You know, because we've had other concepts on the show before where, you know, you do have to have some type of experience sometimes in, in, in particular industries. But, you know, and you've mentioned several times in the interview, you know, the simplicity of the process, you know, and, and, and that's the whole beauty of I Heart Mac and Cheese, isn't it? I probably say simple more than any other word during <laughs> any kind of presentation right. or interaction, just because it is. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much I could say about it. You, right. you walk exactly. in the door, you see what's up. I mean, the only right. thing we have to cook in store is pasta. Just don't overcook the pasta and you're there with the food quality. Um, and it's really simple not to just don't forget to set the timer. But other than that, I mean, when you walk in the door, it really is what you see is what you get. There's not, you know, they look at it, they see the kids smiling. I mean, we can work the line with a line out the door. We can work the entire operation with four people, uh, four, of course, motivated, trained people. Right, um, right. You know, but we have the first person that kind of helps greet them and then ask them if they would like the bowl of mac and cheese, sandwich, salad, or tater tots. Then we have another kid next to them 
and I always say kid, I apologize because there's all ages. Um, but I, right, you right. know, I, I hire, I say kid because I'll tell you, I hired uh, for our Jupiter location while our manager that I hired was working out her two weeks notice. I stayed in the location and hired all of her staff. I hired every person was a high school student, first time job ever. Wow. And it was, it was a lot of fun for me, obviously, because, you know, kind of leading the kids is, is fun right. for me. But number two, just to see them with smiles on their faces. And then after the first day of training, just giving them the standing ovation that you guys just earned your first day's work, you know, living. Wow. So it was just so much fun seeing them grow. And now, you know, we've been open up there for probably two or three months and, uh, you know, seeing the kids just hustle and with four, four literally high school kids running the operation, um, you know, it's smooth as silk line out the door. Some of those kids might become, franchisees one day i imagine dan you know you're going to have some in there that just Absolutely. appreciate the whole simplicity of the concept right you know so i i, I think that's exactly. terrific. i wouldn't be surprised in you know four or five years you get something coming back saying you know i, I i'm in i, I, I want to you know run one of these exactly sure you know? so I, I think that's that's terrific i imagine that the training is, is a lot of fun too for your new franchisees yeah dan. how does that work do they come to corporate headquarters for that yeah, the training is two weeks of training. It's 12 okay. days, basically. If you want to skip the days off, we just make it 12 condensed days. Uh, the first week is all positional experience, uh, so you're learning the operation hands-on. Uh, and then after that, the second week is all management duties, running shifts, shadowing one of our corporate training managers, and then uh, doing all the reports, the checklists you know, the temperature logs, all that kind of stuff, just knowing exactly what you need to know to go back and run your own business. We also have some uh, school uh, or some classroom-based stuff such as, you know, here's marketing, here's social media. So they right, come into the right. office for some time and do those as well. But really uh, the, the vast majority of the experience is actually in the store, helping the people and keeping the smiles on everyone's faces. What's a typical day like? Because you're very much involved in operations, Dan. Um, you know, for iHeart Mac and Cheese, uh, I imagine there's a lot of preparation, you know, of course, early in the day. Um, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, well, I'll tell you, there's really not a whole lot of preparation other than yeah. warming up cheese sauce and cooking the pasta. Um, wow. Because one of my goals in the beginning, when I first came here, I did a lot of brand optimization, I call it. So when we right. first got here, you know, the manager would be in the back of the house for four and a half hours on average a day, and they would be slicing up the seven different kinds of cheese that we have or right. slicing this up or doing whatever. And my goal was to have smiling faces on the line helping with guest interaction, because if there is ever some kind of hiccup in service, I want to make sure that a right. responsible person is up there to make sure they either see it coming and prevent it or they handle it immediately in the proper way. So uh, I immediately got rid of the slicers, went to pre-sliced wow. cheese. Now we pay a couple cents more per slice, but it's absolutely worth it because, number one, we you know, offset the labor that we were spending in the back of the house. Plus, one of my main concerns is having someone cut themselves on the slicer. So we got rid sure. of the slicers. It lowered our liability insurance for the store. And, again, my main goal was having those smiling faces out here on the front lines to the guests. So um, that was that was great. great. So the uh, when the when the people come in, hands on we have hands on franchisees and then hands off franchisees that hire managers to do everything. Even the hands on franchisees usually only work two shifts a, a week because they're right. us, they're usually covering for one of the managers. So a hands on franchisee will come in. You know they'll again heat up the cheese sauce, check inventory levels, run to the bank with the deposits. Then they'll come back, set up the line, and make sure we're ready to go for lunch service. Then usually. 
right at 11 o'clock when we open the doors, we have another, our first employee coming in. Um, we like to have two employees come in and, you know, to help guest service. Cause when you get a line of 18 people that walk in, you know, you can't do it with one person, two people hustling can make that line happen. Then, um, you know, and that's typical for any manager that comes in for the morning, but that would be a hands-on franchisee basically taking place of that manager on his days or her days off. Uh, then a hands-off franchisee. And we have some of these as well. Um, we have camera systems that look, you know, I can see every store obviously, but they can look at whatever stores that they're in charge of. And uh, we look at the stores. My first thing in the morning is, you know, I'm answering emails and having coffee and doing all that kind of stuff. But then right. come nine o'clock, I click through all of my restaurants on the camera just to make sure the lights are on, make sure there's movement wow. in the store. So I know everyone's on schedule. It's going to be a good day in every store. Um, and then, uh, you know, they still might, they'll monitor the bank reports. They'll, uh, a lot of owners will actually either go in and do the schedule and do the orders because then they're controlling the finances as well, or they're having the managers do those orders and the and schedules, and then they'll just kind of supervise and review those orders. Um, and, you know, then get the, the hands-off franchisees basically get on with their day right. doing whatever they want to do and let the managers handle the operation for the day. Uh, one other thing that, that any franchisee is going to do, monitor social media. Social media, mm-hmm. speaking about technology, social media is probably the most uh, impactful change that we've had with technology because now people live and die by those reviews. And if you're not right. out there interacting with every guest that interacts with you online, you're only going to hear from negative people. Um, right. You know, you're only going to get, you know, your stars can only drop if all they see out there is, you know, you get nine. It was fantastic. But yet no one responds back and says, hey, thanks. Can't wait to see you again. Or I love it that you loved our, you know, mac and cheese with bacon and broccoli. I know we have the best broccoli. Thanks a lot. Um, You know, that kind of stuff. You need that interaction. That's what brings that. That's what brings everything together and lets um, people know that this is your neighborhood restaurant. This isn't a giant faceless corporation. You know, this is Jim and Sally's restaurant here. They're the ones that greet you all the time. They're the ones that are interacting with you online. So you really need to make sure that you not only – you know, interact with them online. But when they're in the dining room, also come cruise through the dining room, make sure everything is okay. You know, keep those people smiling again, smiling faces in the door, smiling faces out the door. Can't wait to see you again. Because you've been doing this such a long time, Dan, I have to ask you, I mean, you know, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? As you know, there's, there's so much out there today, you know, to choose from. And we find that, you know, as long as we've been doing the show, you know, a lot of our listeners in the beginning phase, they're always a little confused. They're like, well, where the heck do I even begin? From everything you, you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Sure. Uh, well, uh, yeah, like you said, there's literally thousands of different concepts yeah. out there that you can franchise. Um, what I would say is number one, pick something that you have or investigate something you have a passion for because you're going to be doing this. And in the beginning, there's a lot of hours in. So it's a lot of energy that you're going to expend on this. You want to make sure it's something that you love to do anyway. Number two, make sure it's something that fits your financial model. Because if you have $200,000 or $400,000 to invest, it's probably not likely that you'll be able to build a $1.8 million building and then all the extra money you're going to need behind that. So, you know, our initial investment level, 197500 up to 327000 you know, that's something that's really on the low end for a restaurant concept. Right. Um, right. And, again, it's based on the simplicity of it. We usually – I mean, our restaurants now have no hoods. A limited amount of restaurants have grease traps. All of our equipment's electric. So I have no gas lines, no fryers, no microwaves, wow. none of that stuff. 
So that's what keeps the initial investment so low. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff you need to make sure that you have, uh, you know, a a financial ability to do it. Um, And then after that, investigate the brand, talk to other franchisees in the brand. The one question I always recommend they ask is, would you do it again? That's a fantastic question because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, in the beginning it was tough, but now it's fantastic. Cool. Well, now I know that it's something worth doing. I expect it to be a lot of work in the beginning, but now I have a great manager. It's running like a top and, you know, people are, you know, you can go on a cruise when you have a restaurant. If you have a good manager, that's going to cover that restaurant while you're gone. You know, um, I speak, like I said, I speak at a lot of different schools. And when I tell them what I look for in franchisees, is three different things. Number one, you have to be a passionate fan of the brand because that's who I want out there marketing the brand. Number two, right. you have to fi- have the financial capability to do it. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about how awesome the brand is. And sure. You're really never going to be able to move forward with the investment. And then number exactly. three, you have to like the people you're doing it with because this is a thing that we're going to be doing together for the next 10 years. Plus, you have the right. option of two five-year renewable increments. So that's a long time to be in business with somebody, and you want to make sure you're going to sure do so. What are iHeart Mac and Cheese plans for the future then, Dan? I mean, if you can look into a crystal ball, maybe three to five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, I expect us, uh, our our six-year plan, I did a five-year plan, then I extended it a little bit Mm because I thought it might be a little bit aggressive, but it's the kind of way I like to do it. Um, Right, right. You know, I expect to have hundreds of restaurants across the country, and that's based on the pipeline that we have now with franchisees, the, um, you know, the interest that we have currently from, Canada, Mexico, uh, London, England, the Middle East. So it's really such a simple concept. There I go saying simple again. But it's such a simple concept, not only to execute, but to build. We can go into any retail space. doesn't have to be a second-generation restaurant space. You know, our our build-out time is ridiculously fast because everything, the equipment is all electric. It just gets dropped into the counter and placed on the counter and the tables on the back. So really, it could have been a T-shirt shop, you know, a month ago. And now in a little while, it's going to open up as a mac and cheese place. So, you know, it's really, it's, it's fun, it's easy, and it's a low initial investment really makes it attractive to a lot of people. And this is a global concept as well, isn't it, Dan? I mean, of course, you know, not just United States, but as you mentioned, Canada, Mexico, you know, really all throughout the world, it, it would certainly work, wouldn't it? Well, it absolutely would work. I've done other concepts internationally. This is the simplest concept that I've ever been involved with, and we already have international interests, so I'd have to say sure. What's the best way for our listeners, Dan, to get more information on iHeart Mac and Cheese, the the, the product, and, of course, the franchise itself? Uh, Any websites that you'd like them to go to to check it out? Yeah, our website is probably the best site for information, iHeartMacAndCheese.com, and it's spelled out Mac A-N-D Cheese. Uh, and then if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm Dan at iHeartMacAndCheese.com. Um, I get back to everyone as soon as I can. If, if you can't reach me, I'm probably on a plane. But other than that, I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> That's true. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Dan, because as I mentioned, I, I've been following you a long time now, you know, and, and I said I have to have you on the show. So it's been such a privilege for me to finally get the chance to talk to you. And, and as I mentioned, I'm looking forward to you guys coming up to this part of Pennsylvania because I think you guys would be huge up here. My pleasure. I appreciate it, and I look forward to getting up there myself. This has been my pleasure, Dan. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. 
Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. 
You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now. and During that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. Yes, sir. What, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them, Nick, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise. And I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit, is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business? Uh, The second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough in their inner circle to say, I told you so. You want them to, you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have, you know, a, an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Mm-hmm. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, the, in, in, in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is uh, is going to be successful long-term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's Yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber's been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in, in, in over a decade, and I, oh, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really – your business, you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know, it, but, you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there, you know, like family support, you know, and even at fun, I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business. And, you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers, I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join the gym, you've got fitness yeah. goals. 
you're getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can, you know, hold each other accountable with. You still got to show up and put in the effort to, uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those, those factors come into play. Once you decide that, you know, you do like them, you know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It was great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising, sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.